Andrew Elliott and my brother Nick Elliott. Hello. So with the day before a general election, uh, by the time this gets yeah. out, it'll probably be voting day. Who's going to get kicked in the ballots? <laughs> That's your opening gag. That's my opening gag. I want them all to be kicked in the ballots. I don't think that can happen. Um, we've talked about being in least worst territory. Uh, and uh, if, if that's the case, then obviously I want there to be a Conservative majority and for us to have Brexit and get on with things. Um, but that doesn't mean I like the, the, the majority of the stuff that's in the Conservative Party manifesto. It's just that compared to a communist, terrorist-loving Jew-hater, um, it's definitely better. So um, do you think that's going to happen? Have you seen the latest... The latest YouGov MRP, and I've been trying to find out... What the hell does MRP stand for? I don't know, because they haven't said what it stands for. I'm presumably P is poll. They haven't said what it stands for on Twitter. Nobody on the news has has mentioned it. I've had a look at their website, I couldn't even find out. Right, yeah, no, I've I've seen it thinking... I know this is... I know it's It's one of these more... It's a big one, isn't it? There's a lot... They they do a lot more calculation. It's weighted with different constituencies. Isn't it like 100,000 people as well? Yeah, the the sample size is huge. Um, But they are split among different constituencies as well you know they kind of pick pick some from everywhere they do different weightings based on different results and And this is the one that got pretty close in the 2017 is that right yeah there was that one and then there was the final salvation salvation poll because that's the one that came out in the last few days because there was a there was an mrp poll what about a week ago or something or five days ago one or two weeks ago i think which um, which showed you know, a healthy majority for the Tories. Yeah, something like 68. Seats. But then all of the Corbynistas were all saying, wait for the Salvation one, wait for the Salvation one, wait for the Salvation one. That's what they always say. Then the Salvation one came out and it's, it still showed uh, a majority. It's got to the point where whenever the Salvation poll comes out and it gets tweeted, everyone replies to it saying, wait for Salvation, because it's such a, such a running joke. Yeah. That's the only one that the Corbynistas like because it gives, it's slightly favourable towards yeah. Tools but even that, even that had uh, um, Tories winning, didn't it? So this this latest MRP, um, it's so it's got the Tories lead as going down, and the, way the majority the, was halved is the soundbite that I kept seeing on Twitter yeah, from the previous MRP. Now the, the reason for that is apparently there were lots and lots of very marginal constituencies that the last MRP had the Tories just winning. So there were lots of marginals and they were just right. winning a lot of them. Because, there's, um, because they were so marginal, it doesn't take too much of a swing yes. for them to, to, to lose out to a Lib Dem or, or a Labour candidate. It's how our system works, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's first past the post. So um, yeah. I, I read what YouGov were saying about this and they, they basically said that uh, you know, the majority is now 20-something or maybe 30, but according to this... Yeah, or between between sort of twenty like hundred and twenty, isn't it? <laughs> and sixty something, and they're saying because of the margin of error now, yeah, uh, we could be looking at a hung parliament. Yeah, conversely, we could be looking at a stronger Tory majority. Yes. So basically, all they've ruled out is a Labour majority, which a monkey could have done. So they're not really committing to anything which at all. It's, it's, I well, can you think of a polling company or 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 one of you know someone like Curtis or whatever who's been saying? That there's the possibility of a Labour majority at all because I can't. I can't, I can't see, think. Of, I can't see how that would happen unless the SNP no, but implode. I can't. I can't. I can't remember any poll or any any possible prediction, you know, uh, of it. 
Well, not, so it was 2015, I think it was the turnaround, wasn't it, when the SNP suddenly had loads of seats and, you know, Scot Scottish Labour were basically wiped out. And since yes. then, yeah. there's been no talk of it. You know, the best Labour can hope for is a coalition with either the yeah. Dems or the SNP. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of hoping for a hung parliament because I quite like the idea of another I do know six what you mean. months of nothing happening. And Why not six months? Well, because they're, they're going to have to have an election again in order to talk about the finance bill tax, which is, I think, <laughs> the finance bill is August. So, yeah, six months-ish. Um, government shutdown. That's what we need. We need oh, US-style government shutdown where, where funding is actually pulled from, from programmes. That would be something, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's... it's I mean, can, you, can you imagine the sorts of legislation we, we, could, we could have where... If, for example, we have a general election and you don't form a coalition, or there's not a government within, say, a week, mm. then your funding gets cut and yeah. you don't have to pay tax anymore. You have to give them a proper incentive to yeah. sort stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so far, they've not needed it, have they? But No, and, and they never, because they're the people that bring in the laws, yep. they're never going to do that. No. Um, no, and they won't bring in a law that constrains what they do. No, of course not. The governments just get... Bigger. That's, that's the thing. Exactly. That's, just, that's always been my argument against like a, an, an objectivist, minarchist government. Yeah. Is that all they will do is they will, you know, maybe not initially, but it won't take long for some party to come in and say, we Bit think, bigger. We think the, constitu the constitution is wrong. We're going to make this amendment and we're now going to do this because think of the children. It's, and it's get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's arguably what did happen in, in America. Of course. Uh, and uh, all you have to look at is the fact that the founding fathers came up with an idea, they came up with checks and balances, they came up with the constitution, they came up with separation of powers, all, all sorts of stuff uh, that you know his, historians look at and go, yeah, that's, if you're going to do it, that's how you kind of do it. But it still hasn't worked. And, 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 amendment after amendment after amendment. Um, and uh, yeah, it still hasn't worked. Or, or at least it's, it lasted a couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is all that you can hope for. Yeah, uh, so I I think we both made predictions a few weeks ago, a yeah, month or I so think, ago. I, think I said 30 or 40 seats, I think. Didn't yeah. I? Or between 20 and 40, something like that. I and didn't I do a, a YouGov and say it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hung parliament or it's 120 or something? I'm sure I gave the extremes um, just to prove that it's, it's all nonsense. I mean, I think, I think the Tories will still win. Um, by win you mean majority because majority there's largest party yeah. stuff which is where we were in uh, in 2010 and in 2017 no I think I think it will be closer to 2015 um, right. I think more I still think more I still think I'll probably win by 20 odd seats uh, rather than the kind of 15 well look if the if the latest MRP poll is right and it is say 30 you know, 28 to 30 that's still more than John Major got in 1992. Of course. It's still more than David Cameron got in, uh, in 2015. Uh, and it's still based. The point I wanted to make was, we're all looking at this, whether you're looking at the poll of polls, have you looked at those, those kind of tracking graphs and things? Yeah. And where the they, they average are, them? They are kind of going down. So the Tory majority is going down. And, um, but just the, the percentages, the poll of polls showing oh, right. the actual percentages of the vote. Well, okay. So and in that can case, I finish making my point? And the fact that there is this constant gap, obviously, between, and it's been narrowing a bit and it's been expanding a bit um, between Labour and the Tories, but it's the fact that we're even talking about hung Parliament territory when there's an average of 10 percentage points between the two. 
that's how ger- uh, you know how rigged the uh, gerrymandered the system is. Um, the gap has been. I think so. The, the Tory percentage has been fairly uh, solid, fairly static. It's Labour that's gone up. So the gap has narrowed, but that's because Lib Dem support has dropped off a cliff. Yes, and you can so see that happen. It is still about ten, but it was you know fifteen to twenty a while ago. So it's it's it's. The Conservatives have been staying the same, but the gap has been reducing. Interestingly, there was a period, you go and look back at those polls of polls stuff, where you see um, you see the Conservative um, poll in, on an incline, and you see the levelling off of Labour. And this is three, four weeks ago. And I'm going to look at this thinking, I can see a trend forming here. Because there's a curve appearing, flattening off of Labour, and a steepness of, of the Tories. And then it just reversed. And the Tories just levelled out and Labour started climbing. And it was it was that week. It was the free broadband, free this, waspy women, money, 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 money. And it's like, I can't I can't believe that's winning people over. I can't I can't actually believe it. And going back to comparing this to twenty fifteen, uh, and I was predict I predicted a majority for David Cameron and hardly anyone else was. And the reason behind that was the leadership ratings. It was the who's better at being a prime minister type questions that they asked. And I kept looking at them and kept seeing you know, Cameron way you ahead of Miliband. This. You haven't mentioned this before. No, I haven't. And you I haven't really said, seen oh, them. I predicted it and haven't really said that why. Was, well, that, was, that was one of the... It, it, well, no, it, that allowed me to... Let me get my words right. I looked at that and it... it backed up what I was thinking, which was people going into the polling booth and going, Ed Miliband? Really? Ed Miliband? Eating a bacon sandwich? Really? Really? Uh, and, and, that, and that being that last-minute decision. Shy Toryism as well, but very much a, him as our Prime Minister? Um, the, obviously, the poll ratings for the leaders, uh, there's a huge gap. It's not like it was Theresa May and, and Jeremy Corbyn, or at least Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn post-2017, where they're both just in the doldrums. Um, Boris is in the negative, because that's generally where all leaders are these days. Um, uh, for our viewer and our listener, that's because they take their positive rating and their negative rating and they net them. Um, but Jeremy Corbyn has got, has got a ridiculously low Well, yeah, so negative. I was... I was looking at some of the analysis around this. So people still think Boris is better as yeah, a Prime yeah, Minister? Yeah. So some of the spin people were saying, because Boris has been getting worse in these polls. Yes. Not by a lot, but his, his rating has been going down. As you Corbyn expect. already had the massive drops, you know, earlier yeah, yeah. last was, year. Corbyn was like rock bottom, and Corbyn has been going up. During the campaign, yes. During, during yeah. the campaign. The only way was up. People, people were saying, oh, look at Boris Johnson's going down, and, and Corbyn's going up. It's like, hang on, Corbyn is still l- lower than any other Prime Minister has been yep. since records began of this stuff. Yep. You know, worse than Michael Foote. You know, he's like minus 50 or 60 or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So and so to- that idea that at the last minute, that the presidential style of things, the fact that, we'll come on to this in a minute, maybe the, the fact that basically only been Corbyn and Boris, you know, put in the public eye. Um, I think there's that last minute who don't want in charge. So there's, there's a, so a couple of things. In the 2017 election, uh, lots of Labour campaigners and, and, and you know, MPs were saying, you can vote for me, Corbyn will never get in. 
Are they saying that now? They've been saying that again. Yeah, there's evidence to say they're saying it again because because the, 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 the poll gap has been so big. So what a lot of Tories have been saying is we need a poll that shows that we've got potentially a hung parliament. And then people think, oh, hold up, you know, it will be I better do something about it. I better, I better um, Boris Johnson, which is... So they, they have, both sides have been out of doing that, haven't they? So you've had, did you, right, here's, I want to ask you about the John Ashworth tapes. I haven't heard them. Have you read the transcript at all? I, I've read, I've read a couple of lines. Right. Um, but I can't repeat them on the podcast. <laughs> well, because of the language Because involved. of the language that he used. Just very quickly, what's your impression of what he did? What he did as in what he said or...? All of it. Politically, do you think this is a massive faux pas? Do you think this is deliberate? I don't think, I, I don't think it's deliberate. I think he was just... I think he was probably just caught off guard being realistic. That was my initial take. I haven't spent too long thinking about so it. So I have... Do you think something different? I do actually. Okay. I think I think I, I couldn't tell you, you whether deliberate. I couldn't tell you whether I think that this is a deliberate Labour Party tactic in order to lower expectations, in order to get more people out. Um, and I I think it's probably not based on what he was saying about getting rid of Corbyn as leader. Bearing in mind that his defence on TV has just been, it's just banter, it's just banter. I was just, I was, I was ribbing the other side, you know, I'm, I'm telling him what he wants to hear, he's telling me all this. That, that, that's just nonsense, it's of just course, nonsense. Of um, and the, I, again, him coming out saying there needs to be more honesty, and then, and then actually saying on live television, I didn't believe anything I said, is what is his defence. So, so that's a lie then, you know. I mean, lie, lie is the most common word used in this you know, campaign, I should think. But I started off, I didn't look at any of the, I didn't listen to any of the um, recordings. Um, but I did read the transcript and I read the questions that his mate was asking him. Now, albeit his mate is a Conservative Party activist or something. Um, and I'm reading the questions. And it's like you and I sitting down doing a podcast. Okay? So then I went and listened to it. Then I went and listened to it. And it's only reinforced the thought that I think this is entirely deliberate. Just a little bit too unnatural? Absolutely. Right, okay. Absolutely. I think the questioning's too unnatural. Now, I get that um, if he's trying to stitch up John Ashworth and he's recording it and he's doing the questions, then then the questioner might come across as being a bit unnatural. So we can forgive him of doing that because he's the one who leaked the tape. But his responses, his responses are a bit too. It's not even scripted; they're a bit just. They're just a bit too delivered. And again, I suppose, you know, he's a politician, pieces. whatever. But but these aren't set piece answers, are they? No, no, no. Not the, the content is not no, set I mean, piece. No, he certainly wouldn't practice the language that he used in front of the mirror, would he? No, um, the Daily Mirror, maybe. But yeah, I actually think this is um, not so much the dead cat tactic. Um, of distraction but I think it potentially is getting some arguments out the way now um, I mean I'm, I'm seeing that you know basically campaigning to succeed Jeremy Corbyn as leader is basically underway oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. and you've got, you've got John McDonnell and Keir Starmer and booking events yeah. and speaking at things and all this uh, for immediately after the election Emily Thornbury has apparently come out straight away saying uh, um that she'll definitely run and all this kind of thing. It's just, 
Okay, it's just scary. Just, we could just meander for a second. Please. Okay. Um, who would you like to see as the next leader of the Labour Party? For for jokes. For. Well, whatever. I mean, I'd look, I look. I I paid three pound and I voted for Jeremy Corbyn. Okay, in order for him to be Labour leader, for a bit of a laugh, <laughs> and that's had an impact I didn't think possible. <laughs> and I may. I, I'm hoping to record a podcast with you. Where, where you just relax and feel vindicated. <laughs> and I told you. Where, I told you. <laughs> exactly. Where I get to say, I was just playing the long game. The destruction Holy of chest. the left has happened. Um, did you read, have you read yet, Douglas Murray and the Spectator? I haven't, but just, can we, can we go back to Sorry, him? it's just, he, he was saying that the, the, even if another left, uh, a left-wing party springs up and thrives, that's fine, but the Labour Party needs to be punished for what it's done. <laughs> I, I saw that you on on Twitter advocated for a certain Mr. Bergen <laughs> to be in charge, and that would be—I mean—that would be Just hilarious. Think of the think of the value for money he would be. In... I mean, I'm thinking back That's now to the early days. I'm thinking back now to the early days when when having Corbyn for leader was actually a really good laugh. It was. Jolly jokes, wasn't it? Do you yeah, remember, do you remember when... Uh, Seamus, Seamus, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> and, all, and all of that. And, you know, not wearing a proper suit and not singing the national anthem and all this stuff. And, frankly, Cameron versus him at the dispatch box. I mean, he ate him alive. It was hilarious. He'd read out... There'd be leaked some list of people supporting him and he'd be like, oh, what was that? Is this... What were the names of those groups? I can't remember. Um... But there, yeah, there were names of groups of whether or not they were supporters or not of, of the regime and all this. It was a good laugh. We were slightly prepared for that with Ed Miliband as well towards the end with his you know, bacon yeah. sandwiches and all sorts Yeah, of exactly. Things. So I'd love to be back in a situation where the leader of the opposition and the front bench of the Labour Party, uh, assuming that they're obviously going to be the official opposition, because they always are... Um, is, is a figure like that that you can just take the mick out of. Um, I mean, there are so many with his uh, uh, level of intelligence. And so you, 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 I still haven't given you an answer. I'm, I'm, it's, because I'm, it's because I'm struggling. I th- the, the scariest person would be John McDonald. John McDonald, without a doubt. Because by, he's not... By far. He's clever. It, and he's, he's very smooth talking. He's very calm. Well, he plays that kind of kindly old granddad routine, doesn't More he? More than Magic Grandpa in that, oh, well, in that respect. Absolutely. Yes. Magic Grandpa gets angry. And those are, those are the funny bits, I think. Of, uh, well, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. You know, with, with, uh, that was on Channel 4 News, wasn't it? Or Channel 4. What? It's, anyway. It's done anyway, it a anyway, yeah. times. Um, <sighs> Diane Abbott. Has, no, with, has to be Diane Abbott, doesn't there, it? There are quite a few who aren't, who are never going to be Mensa members, aren't there? So there's, there's Richard Bergen. Yeah. There's uh, Angela Rayner. There's Rebecca Long Bailey. Oh, Angela Rayner with the. There's yeah. Um, Diane Abbott. There's, yeah, there's there's so many of them. Chris Williamson. Can you imagine if? Can you imagine? Well, he wouldn't be leading the Labour Party. He's standing as an independent. Is he? Did he actually? Did he eventually get kicked out? Yeah. Right. Because he was kind of not in, let back in, out, on, in and out, and shake it all about. Yeah, yeah. no, he's uh, um, he's not he's not Labour anymore. Much to his uh, dismay. Um, I mean, Abbott, Abbott is a good answer. Uh, it it had to me. It has to be Diane Abbott for for comedy value for asking her about anything with a number in it. 
Um, but is it her turn? So it's, it was. So it was. She was in twenty ten, I believe. Twenty fifteen was Corbyn. Wasn't. No, 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 no. What? Right. Twenty ten. Right. I'm going to go back further. McDonnell was the only person to run against Brown. Yes, that's what I mean. So, so it was. So that was two thousand and seven. Seven. Because yeah. Because Blair squeaked out just before the financial yeah, crisis. Yeah, twenty ten it was Diane Abbott. I so it must have been Diane. So it was. And then it was Corbyn after that. Was it twenty fifteen or twenty 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 fifteen? Must be twenty fifteen. Yeah, so twenty fifteen is is how long we've had. So it's got to, it's got to, it can't be Diane Abbott again. So it is McDonald's turn. McDonald's turn. McDonald's turn. Yeah, in in the fact that they unless, literally would just take turns. Unless they they both now that it's an ultra left wing Marxist Marxist party, unless they, you know, the majority of candidates. Yeah. On the far left. That doesn't matter. It might be the token Blair right now to well, broaden the and debate. Well, Ma- and McDonnell, I think, he sees himself, I think, as kingmaker and pulling the strings and all that kind of thing. Um, he sees himself as de facto leader, I think. Yes, yes. And, at the moment. And, and so he's just grooming, I think. Um, but it's when... So they talk about people like... Um, uh, I, can't, I can't even think of her actual name. Wrong Daly. Uh, Long Bailey. Long Bailey. Long Bailey. Rebecca Long Bailey. Um... As as you know, future leaders material and stuff. Well, I apparently, just think, apparently she's been groomed. What's to be, the, to be a future leader? They're getting her on like more TV things, and they're they're giving her help with speak public speaking and all this kind of stuff. They're, 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 you know, she's seen as being a potential Labour leader. Gardner. <sighs> How could we forget? He 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 would be he would be good. He'd be he'd be a, there'd be box office value. Have you seen his he little? He would hold his own against Boris Johnson and people as well. So you know, Prime Minister's questions would be would be interesting. Have you seen the crazy video he did to camera a couple of days ago? No. Uh, he's, he's just he's gone a bit nutty. Um, uh, he just goes a bit mental, just and like gets his face like right in the camera to say something to stay like really you're going to choose Boris Johnson really Boris Johnson he like gets proper like right. It's it's a, and it, and he's very animated. He's he's, he's his usual. Well, he, um, so I, saw, I saw him um, in in some spin room um, talking right. with uh, Matt Hancock, and right. they were properly, you know, squaring up to each other, and and, and it got you know, and it wasn't heated enough to the, they were pushing yeah. each other around, but it was yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, and he was quite animated. Okay, um, the of those that um, that are. I don't even know whether to use the term moderate anymore. Um, I suppose they are the the, the moderate Labour. Yes. Yeah, so who, Labour who are we talking about now? Your Rivette Coopers and, okay. and your Hillary Bens and all this kind of, yeah, well, this kind yeah, of stuff. But where were they? Well, exactly, and they should have left the party. I mean, I actually do have a measure of respect for the ones that did leave the Labour Party. Oh, so like your Ian Austins and, and these people. Even and... even to to his credit, even your Chukaramunas. I mean, he. He, he, as it pains me to say, <laughs> I mean, he was doing it actually for the wrong reasons, but at least he left. At least he's now not tarred with, with being part of the party um, that, that That's provides. That's purely by accident, isn't it? Oh, I know, he's doing it for purely personal reasons. It's, 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 but it, there is at least, at least, at least there are these knock on effects of him not associating with, uh, with the anti Semitism and, and, and all the rest of the hard left and this. Um, but yeah, you, the, the, the people that should know better, um, that are keeping it on the radar, one assumes keeping Corbyn off the literature, you know, just, you're not voting for Labour, you're voting for me, or you are voting for Labour, and don't, 
don't worry, we're still going to kick him out. Give me another couple of years. I don't know what what you know what what is the argument they're making on the doorstep um, that I think is still pretty unforgivable. And this is this is the, the, the Douglas Murray um, yeah. argument of Labour need to be held to account for what they've done um, to the party. So the argument is you can't trust the Tories with and take your pick education, the NHS, yeah, etc. Yeah, et yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never going to get in, but there needs to be a strong opposition to the Tories. So. Me and I'd be that strong and position, I'll, I'll be and I'll be there to mop up, and I'll be a credible person. Yeah. Um, do you think any of those are going to suffer? I love this term, a Portillo moment. <laughs> That's become it's become a term. Well, so people have been talking about the Portillo moments or potential Portillo moments since '97, haven't they? Yeah. Or, or oh, I guess yeah. 2001. Yeah. What you lost his seat in 2000. 2001. 2001. So yeah. since since the 2001 election. Yeah. Um, you know, Ed Balls, for example. Um, I saw him uh, a couple of days ago in the uh, train station. Yeah. In Peterborough train station. Right. Yeah. So I, I saw um, a little anecdote for you. I was, and this was, a, this was a few years ago, this would have been 2000 and. He was still an MP, yeah. I think he was Shadow Chancellor. Yeah. Um, uh, so it would have been. Oh, it would have been between 2010 and 2015. Yeah. So I was, I was at uh, King's Cross. Yeah. And I saw him. With you know those little kind of carry-on luggage things with a, yeah. a trolley, yeah, 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 with a handle. yeah, yeah, and he was just motoring, caning it. He was like, I mean, he, he's a he's quite a chunky guy, yeah, but he was properly moving, yeah, running with this little thing bouncing up and down. Trying, <laughs> this is what happens, isn't it? If you try yeah. to run one of those, it starts flying. And he and he tried to catch his train, and I was looking around thinking that's that's the funniest thing I've seen for a long time. Paul's <laughs> trying to catch a train. And I was going around the corner, just walking quite slowly, and then suddenly someone hit me, like just literally just walked into my chest. Yep. It was a Cooper. <laughs> and she, she, was, she, was, she said, oh, I'm, wrong. I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. I said, no, no, don't, don't worry, I've just, I've just seen Ed go and catch a train. <laughs> uh, and then I sort of just tweeted her later on and said, you know, I hope you caught your train. I was the guy who walked in. She said, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I did, thank you very much. Hope you were okay. And, and all that. She, she but was he left her. He left dust. her. He left her, and he just went to try and catch his train. Um, which was the funniest thing about that? Exactly, but it was funny to watch. But then it was even funnier to yeah. to know that happened. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't I didn't run into Yvette Cooper, but um, yeah, I don't know what he was doing at uh, Peterborough train station, but um, he was there waiting for a train. So who's who's the Lisa Forbes? Is the Peterborough? Um, is that Labour the Labour? And she's the one who got who replaced Onasania. Yeah. Right. Okay. So maybe he was helping helping her campaign. I don't know. Don't know, don't know. Uh, but he's done. We, you know, I've not really seen or heard of Ed Balls for for a while now. He did kind of whatever it was the dance thing or whatever, yeah. wasn't it? And uh, um, and then not not been seen since. But he again, the point we're talking. The reason we're talking about him is obviously he suffered the Portillo moment, didn't he? Uh, which was one of the one one of one of my happiest moments from twenty fifteen. I must admit, <laughs> because I really didn't like him. I really like. I actually. Ironically, I grew to like him more over time, which is saying something, isn't it? And it's saying something about politicians. Yeah, and I, and I like him now that he's not a politician. Totally. Yeah, hearing him on interviews and stuff, and you yeah. think, why the hell did you not behave like this when well, you were actually Ed, Ed in Miliband, office? Ed Miliband, he's hosted a couple of radio shows. He's brilliant on the radio. Funny. He's yeah. Um, they they think there's something about politics that just makes that just turns people. And it's the way that we only see them. We genuinely only see them when they're interacting with the media. And they're just on their guard the whole time, aren't they? Um, so I, 
Do you think Yvette Cooper might suffer a platoon? I mean, she's got quite a big majority, but will she get... Will any of them? Will, will any of these well-known moderate... The, the ex-ministers from, you know, Brown and Blair governments, do you think any of those are going to get, gonna get kicked I out? I haven't studied it closely enough. I know there's... Who's the, who's the, the, the Bolsover beast? The, uh, the beast of Bolsover, yeah. Um, uh, Dennis... Skinner. Skinner. Dennis Skinner, apparently. He, he's likely, yeah. He's like an ultra-marginal now, according to the polls. He's, he's likely to get voted out. Or, you know, it, it, it could happen. Um, I don't know who else. Apparently, all the ones who left to go to oh, they're all wiped the party out. party are basically they're, wiped They're all out. wiped out. Um, uh, what's her name? Jo Swinson. Jo Swinson. It would be amusing if she... would be hilarious. You know, we talked about leaders' yeah, ratings. Imagine, imagine if, they got re- if they did really well, got a whole bunch of new seats. And she left. hers. Um, leaders' ratings. What? I haven't, I haven't even been there. I read it. I read Bothered, it. I read things. it. I read it today. <laughs> Her leadership rating has dipped below Corbyn. <laughs> so Corbyn is no longer the worst leader since records began. It's her. Well, it depends what this leader, whether you're talking about leader of a major political party or of the opposition or, or including prime minister. Yeah, of the opposition. leader of a major political party. Because um, I'm pretty sure today she wow. dipped. She dipped below. So have you have you heard about her on the Today program? No. Okay, so there's there's no such thing as biological sex, apparently. She's I've seen her those. tweeting this nonsense. So presumably, let's let's say she did get in as prime minister, what she what she was saying weeks ago. Presumably, she wouldn't acknowledge herself as the second female prime minister because that doesn't exist. So she wasn't talking about gender here. She was talking no, about. No, no, she was. Yeah, she was talking because there there was. No wonder she's tanking in the polls. But there's all this talk about, um, so there's the, they talk about like kind of gender recognition bills and how you just need to self-identify now, or that's, that's her view, because there's oh, yeah. no, scientifically there's no basis between... Yeah, you know, didn't I tweet, um, debate they? You did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, just, it's just bonkers. It is bonkers. Every, we're supposed to be the cleverest species on the planet. Every other one but us can work out who the guy is and who the girl is, except human beings. And... Those species were evolutionary, evolutionary. Yeah, that's the right evolutionarily. word. Evolutionarily, that is the word I was looking for. Evolutionarily, the right thing for them to need to do is to biologically change sex. They do. They have the biological mechanisms to do that. Yeah, when mean- there's either a group of single sex uh, and one of them needs to change. Uh, even to they, masquerade as others and all this, it happens biologically in these species. Yeah, but they do actually change. So they yes, that's what I'm saying. Biologically, it is a biological change. It is not carving oneself up and taking loads of drugs and whatever, which is 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 not actually changing anything. Well, no, because you know, in these in these species, obviously, the you know, like I say, like with frogs, when a, a male frog comes, to fish and frogs, and yeah, but, that, but like the females can give birth afterwards, and it's you know, they are they properly change exactly. Um, no. Yeah, so it, it's um, presumably she's you know, I don't know. Her her losing a seat would be would be amusing. Uh, I mean, I've heard that. Well, she did before, didn't she? Didn't she lose it in twenty fifteen? Uh, yes, so yes, she's, she's she's come back. back in twenty seventeen because yeah. she was around in she was around in twenty ten. I remember. Her. So it's the same as um, uh, what's his name was another Portillo, uh, the other the former leader um, of Lib Dems, business secretary, Vince Cable. Of course, we've all forgotten about Vince Cable. Um, uh, he uh, he lost his seat in 2015, gained it again in 2017, and she did the same thing. I think. Um, uh, I mean, there was there was a proper Lib Dem decapitation strategy that 
the Tories didn't think would work as well as it did in 2015. Uh, and the combination of Labour losing in, in Scotland and uh, the Lib Dems being kind of wiped out down to the kind of fit them all in two taxis yeah, it was, moment. It was, it was like seven. Eight or, or something? Seven or eight? Yeah, was, in, um, in 2015. Uh, that, that, that's, yeah, that's why um, Cameron got in. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that will... I wonder how, I wonder how low they'll go, because it, it does look like they're going to lose seats. You think? Um, so you think the Lib Dems aren't going to gain any? I don't, I don't think so. Right, OK. But it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to tell, because so many of theirs yeah. are really quite marginal, and uh, yeah. you know, a couple of percentage point change could be the difference between them and them and a Conservative or them and... Well, uh, because they're targeting um, Zach Goldsmith... Uh, or oh, I can't remember the constituency now, but anyway, they're targeting they're targeting his seat. Now he lost his seat, and then gained it back again as well. But I think that was from Labour. And so, if the Lib Dems are genuinely in play there, then you're talking about a three-way marginal seat. Is it Kensington? He's in. It's somewhere yeah. like that, isn't it? Um, I mean, they're also targeting Dominic Raab. Um, they're saying that they've got a chance to beat him. In, that, I think um, that, that's because Escher, I think he's yeah. So I, he has he has a sizable majority. Yeah. But his seat is it a remain something like sixty or sixty to sixty five percent voted remain. Right. Okay. Or maybe low sixties. So that's why they're saying he. So they're just getting the low hanging fruit there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But it would be interesting if these people would. So you know, it, it's difficult to to put yourself in the mind of, the, of, of one of these Remain voters. Yeah, how far, how far do you go to... Some, so something I tweeted the other day, you know... Well, you're you, weighing it up against democracy, you're weighing it up against the Jews, you're weighing well, it up was, against all these point. things. Do you throw Jews under a bus for a customs union, was the way I put it. <laughs> right, um, OK. Which, yeah. Which is, which is... That's fair enough, comment. What, what, what a lot of people are doing. Um, yeah. Well, but... Right. The Guardian have now done their you know come out for a party type thing um and uh i mean i say obviously yeah you know, the guardian has published over the years a number of articles slating jeremy corbyn and his, and his behavior you know pre-2015 um but now it's basically written an article saying well they're all they're all terrible but Obviously, Labour is the only way to go, and I, you know, I know he hasn't dealt with anti-Semitism that well, but that's that's the line that the Guardian takes. But like like all, and this isn't just singling out the Guardian. Like all newspapers, they're they're looking at the bottom line. What's going to sell us newspapers? Now we've been bashing Corbyn. Have we been selling more newspapers or less newspapers? Right. What have our ratings been in online? Have they gone down or going up? So do you think that's where? the because they're quite desperate as well. They they haven't they haven't they're not oh, making money like Guardian, Spectator, for example, that can afford to just have opinions all over the place because yeah. they, they've got a solid readership. Yeah, um, um, the New Statesman said they weren't backing Labour and quite specifically said he should not be Prime Minister. Um, and this is the New Statesman. Um, I mean, do you think that's commercial reality kicking in? I think the New Statesman. I don't think they're doing badly, so I think they've probably got a bit of a more of a cushion to be able to say what they like. The, the Evening Standard is obviously run by, um, if not owned, yeah, it's not owned, but run by um, by George Osborne. Um, this is a London newspaper. Um, tend to think of London being very Romanian, very very lefty. 
um, and they're saying well, it's about conservatives. I mean, is that just the obvious thing? I mean, I don't I don't know enough about their readership, I suppose. Um, well, so lots of people who commute into London read the Evening Standard. You know, right. So you get it. You know, the people people like well, I don't read it, but you know, our brother does. I yeah, think, uh, you know, picks up the odd copy. Okay, uh, you can find it on. Stations. So it's got a wider readership. So it's got a wider readership me. than just London. So you've got yeah. the people who pick it up in London and read it on the way home, up north and down south and whatever. And right. it's just available at other stations as well. So it is. It does have a wider readership than just London. Yeah, um, I still, um, I still like the. I saw someone tweet the electoral map of the UK by. Um, equal constituency size um, and it, uh, BBC have done this before they'll do a big digital map and they'll change all the constituencies to be the same physical size and show them in the different colours or whatever have you, have you, have you seen this? the one that's Homer Simpson <laughs> yeah it's got that and Homer in the Moo Moo and I, I, every time I think of electoral maps I can't help but think of, uh, of, of that image just as an aside <laughs> yeah um, so another thing I, I, I tweeted about the other day um, is that I think it's it's gone beyond it, you can't now say that you don't know about labor and anti-semitism oh, tell me about it it's it's beyond the point where you can just say oh you know they're just handling it badly there's so much evidence about him himself you know the speeches and organizations he supported what was and that? that he's laid you can't now you can't say uh, you know it, it, it's okay to vote to labor and I you yeah know, there was that dossier you're, you're of 70-odd different complaints that haven't yet been dealt with that came out in the last week. Um, that kind of tipped I mean, it over the edge. One of only two thing. parties to be investigated by the... Uh, Human Rights Commission. Yeah, the HRC. Um, and the other one... Is the BNP. Is the British National Party, which, when given the, uh, uh, the light of day, um, disappeared. And, and this, so this is... I, I'm... I'm Saying this to all the people who are talking about tactical voting as well, because there's lots of talk about tactical voting. There's talk. Yeah. You've got Steve Coogan and Hugh Grant and all these other lovies are going out and saying, "Oh yes, you need to." That was the faux pas, wasn't it, of the Lib Dems in the last week, of saying, "See, Hugh Grant, look at him, he's amazing, he's going to vote for us." And he's like, "No, no, in this constituency." <laughs> but but they're just if you're if you're going on and you're you're advising people to vote tactically. You are still appeasing Absolutely. racists. Absolutely. Yeah, you're saying vote for this but racist these, party in these constituencies. But they think Boris is racist. They think Boris is racist based on him saying that you know Muslim women that wear the burqa look like letterboxes. So they think that gives them that. And this false in that article, he was he this, was arguing for them to have the right to wear whatever they want. Absolutely. No. This or what I hate is this false moral equivalence mm. that they put. It's the a plague on both your houses stuff. And I've seen this with a lot of pundits recently that, again, they're apologists, aren't they? And, and they're there going, oh, well, you know, so the conservative... The yeah, conservative is, uh, has got its uh, Islamophobia problems and everything. And it's like, really? And uh, the, the, take the top three people in the Conservative Party and list for me, please, where they have supported terrorists and campaigned for their release from prison and laid wreaths at their at their uh, at their, at their um, uh, yeah and 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 all of that. It's it's nonsense. It's and utter nonsense. What annoys me about this? So there are a couple of things that really 
grind my gears about. <laughs> right, right, right. So one of them is I'm having to kind of passionately defend the Conservative Party, who I don't really like. I've noticed this. This, um, is, this is why I brought this up the last time. You know, I and and you know, if you look at if you look at the state of their manifesto, and yeah. you know, and you know, I, I don't like defending them, but there is you see have, previous podcasts. But you them. do have to acknowledge that there is this kind of false moral equivalency. So you end up having to defend this. Another thing that I absolutely can't stand is that I found myself on Twitter, on here, just talking more about Corbyn and his anti-Semitism and his racism and his IRA apologism and his support for everyone except Britain for the past 40 years. And, and other, not people, communism. other people have been doing the same thing and they've been given his manifesto effectively a free pass when it's the most economically illiterate, immoral document I've read since the Communist Manifesto. It's just ridiculous. And, and people are giving it a pass. It's almost, particularly on places like Twitter, where you've only got 140 characters. Exactly. There's, there's not enough room. There's not enough room to no. say, also the manifesto is rubbish. Yeah. Um, and, and, and here's why. You've just got to focus on a couple of things and, you know, anti-Semitism. And some important. people have been. Some people have been tweeting a little, short little lists, haven't they, with little bullet points and things. And they try to put a few of these things in. Um, but the point is, is that uh, this, this, I believe, is a proper... Um, it's a left-right problem, but it's a statist freedom problem as well, is it's far, far easier to just make a very sweeping statement and, and argue for something on the left than it is on the opposite side. To just say, I'll give you free broadband. That's a, that's a nice, easy slogan. They go, oh, free broadband. That, that sounds good. Um, the, the, the counter for it takes a lot more words. It takes a lot more words. It takes an argument. It takes you to go, you don't get it. And you have to come up with sound bites and you have to come up with, um, with explanations. Uh, and sometimes, I, you know, I, I granted, libertarian arguments, free market arguments, can be counterintuitive. They can be. And you've got to explain them. It's partly why this podcast exists. And we've been, unfortunately dragged on, along with the political stuff over the last month or two, haven't we? Where was actually what we really want to talk about. So we want to talk about the economic stuff and we want to talk about um, why that side's wrong and, you know, this side's right. Um, not that the right is right, but that, you know, free markets are right. Um, there's not the space, there's not the time, is there, in this campaign? And I suppose that's my observation. Since a few weeks ago, a few editions ago of this podcast... I was saying how I think Boris is tapping into where the centre ground of the country are. And it's very much free market and public services and they go hand in hand and it's amazing and all of this. He's not said it since. He's not said it since and known free marketeers haven't been wheeled out to make those arguments either. Or they've been just backing him up. Yeah, you know, you've got your, like, your Steve Bakers and your Sajid Javids who are saying, oh, yeah, look at our wonderful public services. They are. We can manage socialism better than the socialists. And that's it, isn't it? They are muzzled right now. Um, and actually, that comes back to, we hinted this earlier about the kind of presidential style of, um, of this campaign, which they've been increasingly getting in, in recent elections. Yeah, I mean, Blair Where's, that, didn't he? Of course. Um, where, where are the other politicians? Um, to, to be fair to McDonnell, he's been out there a bit more. Um, but Keir Starmer, Jacob Rees-Mogg, where the hell are they? 
These are key people. Diane Abbott, uh, Pretty Patel, trust Steve the, Baker. The... Where, where, where are they? Where are they? Um, it's both sides. Um, uh, obviously, Joe Swinson made it all about her. It's now Joe Swinson's Liberal Democrats, isn't it? Well, until they started pulping those leaflets and printing ones without her on because her, her and the Lib Dems were already ready to start to They this. repainted the bus because it was like right on the side of the bus. Um, I doubt it. Um, so, and, and the point, one of the points I've been trying to make recently is that, okay, let's say, let's say you like the Labour manifesto because you want to help X, whoever X is. Children, by taking other people's people, money, yeah, poor people, whatever, yeah. Um, it's going back to your point. It's so easy just to say, "Oh, we'll sort that out. We'll pay for all that." Um, you know, where's the money going to come from? Is it moral to actually do that? And then yep. look at other. And this is this is the the kind of the economic argument, which I don't really like to make as much of the moral one. But the economic argument is look ar- look around the world, and where are examples of these people better off? Yep. So. Is it better to be poor in Singapore or poor in Venezuela? Um, is it better to be elderly in Monaco yeah. Yeah. or elderly in Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. Just find out this, 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 these particular people that you want to help. Where are they better off in the world? Yeah. And maybe we should look at that. If, if, you, if it's healthcare, look around the world at healthcare. Who's got the best healthcare in the world? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're like thirty-fifth or something. We're very, very low. Um, you know, I, I love this stuff. Don't don't you love the uh, the dichotomy of it's the best thing ever, the NHS, and look how terrible it is. It's it's Schrodinger's NHS. Schrodinger's NHS. It? Simultaneously on its knees, about to be, you know, about to go under. Yeah. And it's the best, and it's the envy of the world. And it's the envy of the world. You can't, it, I mean, it can't be both. Um, I, I I do love the uh, uh, the stuff again about. I mean. It, the the whole they'll sell the NHS to Trump nonsense. So that's, that's another thing. That is that has to be it has to be the emperor's new clothes. Even the people that are tweeting and writing articles and going on TV. I saying, think it's the side of the bus saying we're that you know we, we, we're going to or the Tories are going to sell the NHS. Yeah. Nobody can possibly believe that. But I think I it's, think they're, I think they're just they're just trying to convince. Low information voters who would, you know, got to, there's going to be a certain proportion of voters. Low who could, information voters. I've who, not heard who, that term. Is that a term you've just coined, or is that a term? No, that, I, I, I can't. I can't claim that. But that, but that's I, that sounds like an awful euphemism, doesn't it? Don't, don't you think? It, 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 does, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean dummies. <laughs> it, goes. It, 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 it just means people who, you know, perhaps apathetic or don't watch the news. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who are just going to believe this stuff if it's repeated often enough? So I think the people who, who say it don't, don't, don't believe it. But don't you think my my view of it is that it's um, not it's, about low IQ voters. It's no. the same. It's it's the same as the three hundred and fifty million a week on the side of a bus. Just get people talking about it. Just get people talking about it. Say it enough. I don't think it's even say it enough and people believe it. I think it's we all know it's not true, but it means that you're all thinking about the NHS being in the wrong hands uh, and remembering it's like. Remember, the NHS is better off in you know in these hands. But you know, I've seen the stats. You know, Twitter is great for this for this stuff, isn't it? And it's the um, I mean, the Tories have been tweeting this as well. The, the number of years that the NHS has been in existence, oh, so and the number of years, half, the number of years that it's been ruled by the Tories, and the number of years it's been 
ruled uh, by uh, by Labour, and it's like you know, don't think we'd have sold it by now, and all, all this all this kind of stuff. Uh, and this who would want it? Who would want so it? So what do you think about Trump's intervention? Well, I'm calling it intervention. I'm sounding I'm sounding like the media now. His I wouldn't want it if you gave it to me on a silver platter. Uh, we don't deserve Trump, do we? <laughs> he's just he's such good comedy value. Um, they they loved it though. They the Labour Party just turned around and said, "Yeah, but he's lying, isn't he? Because he's a liar. Because he's a liar like Boris." They, they're gonna they, whatever he said. If he didn't say anything, it's been, well, of course he's not going to say anything. He wants to buy the NHS. Yeah, they, they, you know, they can spin it every which way. Yeah. Um, so, do you think it hurt or hindered? That's uh, that's kind of my, my point. Um, I, I'm not I'm saying not, he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. I'm not sure if it would have made much of a difference because I think Labour voters are just going to believe what they want to believe, and you know, so will Tory voters. I don't think that kind of thing is the sort of thing that would yeah. would have made a made a difference. If he'd have said, "Yeah, of course I want to buy bits of the NHS. Give give me twenty of your best hospitals." That would have made a difference, but I don't think him, you know, he's negating I, I think that people don't really believe anyway. It doesn't make. I think I think he should. I think he should have trolled. I think he should have come straight out saying, "Yeah, I absolutely want to buy the NHS completely and utterly," <laughs> and just see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been after a cowboy outfit for my boy for <laughs> yeah a couple of years now. Yeah. Okay. Where are we at? You got anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, so we talked about anti-Semitism. We've talked about the MRP vote. So we haven't really right. Uh, okay, the, you you talked a bit about the economics and the fact that the manifesto just hasn't had the scrutiny. Yes, there've been people talking about how giving away free stuff, if the money's got to come from somewhere, and actually, because it actually destroys the economy, it turns out there isn't even any money to pay for that stuff, and which is why it never happens, and all of that. No one's talking about the moral side of it, other than the immorality of the you know the racism of anti-Semitism. But we've made this point before. No one makes the moral case for free markets, capitalism, whatever you want to call it. No one makes the moral case for it, do they? And so they don't know how. Is it because they don't know how? Is it because they want to spend the money? Is it, is it as you said just now, is it because they're, one of their lines is the managerialism of the Conservative Party, which is, we'll do socialism better? Yes, partly that. It's... Paternalism is a lot of it. It's you, That's such a conservative you, you thing. You need us. You need us to, to, to sort you out. We're, yeah. we're here. We're here protecting your rights. We'll do, we'll do that bit for you. Give us give us some of your rights, and then we will protect the rest of them. It's all. It's all. It's, I, I, I don't like it. Our podcast listeners won't be able to see that you're grimacing. Yeah, it's um, a sinister, sinister thing. Yeah. Whereas the moral case is just don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. You know, you can you can boil it's quite it, you simple, isn't it? That, can't you? It's um, quite simple, simple. And the point is that people do help each other. People do help each other. And as soon as the state comes in, taking people's stuff in the name of helping people, and actually says, um, "Stop, stop helping that person. That's our job," which happens, doesn't it? And you know, the. I remember I wasn't intellectually ready for the argument when food banks became a thing. Uh, and thinking, oh, no, food banks, not good, not good. And then it's like, oh yeah, hang on a minute. Great. Food banks are brilliant. Food banks are people like you and me donating money, food, and time to people who need it. They're brilliant. And, and think, of all, think of all the bureaucracy and admin that is saved by it just being organised locally by local people. Exactly. Think exactly. Think how much more food these people are getting. And. And I have a, 
I have a great deal of pride in that. Um, uh, one of the last times I went to London, I don't know if I told you this before, we, we, stayed, um, uh, we stayed on a place on the Strand, not the Savoy, <laughs> um, but fairly near there. And, uh, and there was a, there's an area uh, near the road that we walked past when heading, heading in you know, towards Trafalgar Square, um, where first thing in the morning, the, all these volunteers were set up. It was it was a charity of some kind, um, but it, you know it was this wasn't the government, um, and they were set up uh, with loads of homeless people there. They were you know giving them haircuts, they were giving them food, uh, they were cleaning them up, they were doing all this kind of stuff, uh, and it was fantastic. And it was it was this amazing thing to see uh, people coming up and and being helped by volunteers, um, and it. It just it made me feel feel good about the human race, and it it starts spurring off little ideas about what you can do, doesn't it? Yeah. When you when you see people helping other people like that, and you're like, what what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I don't think people realise that um, that if you take if you take that away from people, if you say it's not your responsibility to help others, it's the collectives, and by collectives we mean I'll take your stuff and I'll do it in your name, that that's a that's a big loss to the human spirit. Yeah, so there's... I mean, I started reading an article the other day about people who were providing meals for homeless people and they got a knock on their door because they don't have some licence from the Food Standards Authority or whatever saying uh, if this food isn't up to scratch. Um, you know, it's, it's like, hang on a second. They're, gonna, just... they're trying to stop them giving free food yeah, to the homeless people. because they don't conform to some standard. Oh, it's just outrageous, it's awful, isn't it? isn't it? But you see, I think there's an equivalence there to the minimum wage. You know, I want to give a job to someone who's, um, who's homeless, maybe. And you're saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do that because um, uh, you need to pay them this amount of money. Well, they're not worth that amount of money. Or oh, I can't afford that amount of money. He's happy with £9. This person's happy with it, but you're getting in the way. State getting in the way. Um, and the argument is that you're trying to help that person. It's, yeah, it's nonsense. Mm. It's nonsense. So where do we go from here? Is that enough morality? I mean, we could we could do. I mean, we've done podcasts, but we could do we could do more on the morality of, of free markets. Uh, perhaps we should. Yeah. It's, I think so. You, you made a point recently uh, or earlier on the podcast that we've been dragged into into specific kind of UK politics um, over the last month or two. Um, well, um, if we're if we're honest, before that, because of the failed Brexit deadline and you know everything else. I think we're probably going to have to do one more after the, after the election. So after the when, you know after the result comes out, I think we we, we might have to do. One do more we want to more. predict how we're going to feel in in that? Okay, so different different results. So overwhelming Tory majority of say fifty or sixty seats. How are you going to feel? I I I cannot say I won't be a bit relieved, but largely again this is I've got to think long term. So the short-term view is, okay, yeah, there's not a communist in power, and they're not going to start seizing our stuff, and the markets aren't going to tank, and etc., 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 etc. So that that's a short-term gain, but if the if the if the hard left don't implode, and don't become as what um, Christian Nemitz said to us the other day, uh, the of um, the. The guy selling the Morning Star outside the tube station. That's, that, that's what the hard left should, should be, again. If it doesn't go back to that, then I just feel all we're doing is still just delaying the inevitable, which is actually, potentially, 
an even scarier hard left potential government um, with someone a bit smoother. Okay, so a small, small so, majority. Well, the same, the, the, the same, the same argument. The same argument. I'll feel, I'll, I'll, I'll feel comfortable that we've, we're okay for the next few years. Hung Parliament. Hung Parliament. I, I might laugh. <laughs> um, I, 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 there's obviously a danger uh, that there is this, you know, coalition of chaos. There's this, you know, all of the other parties getting together uh, and putting someone like Corbyn at the helm but I kind of I just don't see it being realistic I just I can't see them getting together and uh, and agreeing on it I suppose again coming back to my long-term views when when it looked like um, we weren't going to get uh, Brexit in in some way and that's not saying it's happened yet if, if the, the, jury, the in, jury is still out, the jury's still out on it. But when it when it really did look like there were they, you know, they were going to do absolutely everything to stop it, and you know potential second referendum and all this kind of stuff, in my head I'm going, still playing the long game here. We're leaving, but we might leave in ten years or something. We might leave because that eventually a, a party gets in power that says enough is enough, that the euro is imploding and the itself. EU itself is collapsing, and so we might just be one of the first to leave in that in that scenario. But I kind of took the view that something has been kicked off now that set us a series of, of, of events in train. The establishment is in the death throes. And all of this last three years has just been the, the flailing around of, um, of, the, of the current elites. Um, it just depends how long that period lasts for. And if the Conservatives get a majority... And it's a majority of candidates that have all said, yes, it's this deal and and we leave in 12 months. And, you know, Barney has been leaked to saying that can't possibly sign a trade deal in 12 months and yada, yada, yada. Right. Isn't it? Quite. Um, so and, and in which case, yeah, fine, we'll just leave then and we'll leave the transition period as well. And, you know, the nonsense of how important the, the Remainists made the 30th of October and before that, you know, 29th of March before and and I'm worried about no deal yet suddenly it's not no deal then anymore it's no deal in a year's time is it so all of their arguments are getting un, unraveled by that um, but if, if if that happens then there will at least be the comfort that the EU stuff in a year's time really could be behind us genuinely could be behind us so like there's a little there's a little hope there that one form of reduction of government does happen in 12 months time which is we leave the transition to free trading status and no more eu law and all that 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 is a libertarian win that that is moving in that direction i'm not saying that there aren't a huge number of liberalizations that that this country needs and that a government should do and that we should tax less and regulate less and all this kind of stuff but getting rid of the of the membership of the eu and being and not being part of the customers that's a that's a biggie and i think a conservative majority does deliver that so i'm not sure what's what's better out of a conservative majority and leaving the eu 
or a hung parliament and getting nothing done, including yeah. including not implementing the abominable Tory manifesto. So we've said again for those people who haven't listened uh, to to previous episodes, we like the no doing of things, government's hands being tied uh, and stuff like that. Um, because it means they're not interfering with our lives anymore. I, mean, I think I'm probably going to be chuckling on Friday morning. Either I mean, if it was a, if it was a hung parliament, it's gonna watching just everyone just deflate, uh, having to go through months and go months through it all again. Of, of you know, of potential minority government not getting stuff through. That's no activist speaker this time that we know of. Um, this is Lindsay Hoyle. Mm. Is that right? It is. Um, who has been deputy speaker for quite some time, Labour MP, but has been has been deputy speaker. So it's he's already gone into that kind of non-partisan position, um, and he's kind of said that he's that he's going to basically, if not undo, just not repeat the stuff that Burko was doing. Um, so that does have an impact. It really does have an impact. Um, the, the, the the Greaves and the um, uh, and the Coopers and the Bens were given more power than they should have had in the hung parliament that we've just had, haven't they? What do you think? I mean, on a, on a, Tory, on a Tory majority as well, I would be, I think I've been enjoying watching all the Labour activists melt down. Yes. So that's another positive. What, your, for your, your, your Femis and your Femi Sarkars? Sarkar, Bastani. Yeah. Owen Jones, all these people. Yeah. Watching, watching them crying to their hankies would be quite funny. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't not enjoy it. Oh, totally. Totally. It's, it's, it's the and just it's because the smugness. And, and oh, watching, I agree. You know, it's, it's, the, it's that. It's not, I'm not just, you know, some, there are some people who campaign for other sides that I respect. Yes. And, and there's that lot. And there's that lot, yeah, no. And, and, and Remainists. As I've come to call them, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I, and this is where I, I, the the breathing a sigh of relief of of going to free trading status, to leaving the EU, getting that done, so that someone like Alistair Campbell doesn't have an argument. Andrew Adonis, people Andrew, like this. AC Grayling, I mean, yeah, and Blair, and yeah, Major. Um... Can can you actually believe John Major? I mean. Uh, it, so when was the last time an ex-prime minister intervened like that? Said, "Don't vote for the party, know, for the party that party they I used to be the prime minister of." Yeah. I, it's insane. I don't think it's ever happened, has it? I, I doubt it. Certainly not in modern times. I, I, I very much doubt it. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy times mm. that we live it's in. Brilliant. But you see, but you see, this is it, isn't it? It's like you know, um, I mean, it's a classic Marxist thing, isn't it, to to crave chaos in order to get get where you want to be out of that are you calling me no I'm saying there's a similarity in the desire for chaos <laughs> <laughs> um, but chaos meaning nothing gets done I was going to say it's, not, it's, not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the nothing that gets done well, by government that's I, what I'm enjoying I, they're not screwing stuff up I genuinely do enjoy politics but it's it's because I am fascinated by it as as an observer, as, as as seeing these tribal groups of people vie for our support, and seeing what they do when they're given the power, seeing how they muck it up, um, seeing things drift leftwards, rightwards, yeah, if, if ever, and 
and certainly seeing what happens when, when new leaders come in and um, do, can they remake the party in their image. I find that fascinating. My, my, the problem is I don't want any of them having any say over my life. But if the, if the Conservatives get a majority, if Labour do implode, that's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, we are. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that we are in fascinating times at the moment. And I know everybody says that, that this, well, this, this is a once-in-a-generation thing and nothing like this has ever happened before. But, you know, I've gone back. I, I don't think yeah. anything has is, is, is quite happened like it has in the past few years. You know, just, just the... You know the hatred of the of, of the elite by the common working man, for example. All this yes. Kind of stuff. You know the well, way but the, that. But the moving of the voters um, from the you know, the working voter supporting the Conservative Party. I, I mean, I, I can't remember that happening. I mean, it's, it kind of happened a bit in the eighties, I guess. So there is um, still there is still a group. Uh, uh, obviously, this is this is a generalisation. Um, those, uh, you know, we're assuming northern mining town type people. Um, that say, and I've heard this, you know, on a focus group type stuff. Yeah, they they use the phrase "I am Labour." Well, I am Labour, so, and then they say something, and those those are the ones that they put their fingers in their ears to terrorist loving Jew hating nonsense, um, and just go, "But I am Labour. I couldn't. I could not possibly vote for you know the Tory toffs or however they want to characterise them." But like, like, like leavers and like conservatives in general, they they are dying off. I mean, there is a there is a change in demographic here, and if the if the middle classes and the middle ages of people, <laughs> um, the not old, the not young, us, yeah, if if that group of people uh, is is becoming more of a conservative voter, then that's. That's an interesting change in the demographics. And so, again, I know I keep going back to the polls, but basically a third of the country are willing to vote for a, ra- a fundamentally racist party. Yeah. Or Okay, so their policies aren't particularly racist, but they are run by racists. I think just that's to, a fair observation to, to make. No, and I think it's... You, know, you can read the manifesto and think they're just a bunch of Marxists, but then listen to what they actually say. I think it's a very important distinction to make, actually. So you're not necessarily voting for racist policies, but you are voting for racists. Yes. And I can't remember... Well, I don't think that's ever happened. Um, you know, you get fringe... You know, like the BNP and these other kind of fringe parties yeah. who get a, like, can drop a little bit of support by cunning people and then they you know, appeal on question time and it, and it evaporates. Um, but this is well, yeah. yeah the, but this isn't Mosley's black shirts, is it? No. This is this is the op, the, the official opposition. So, so I I can't remember that happening. No. Ever. In fact, and I can't really. You know, you get you, there are talks about you know like, like parties on the on the far right and stuff in in um, in Europe. But it's not. They're not like the anti-Semites. The the, the you know the Corbyn and, and McDonald. They're not as you know. They're... But they, but there is a history in the left of anti-Semitism, and and, and I don't think any. I don't. I, I certainly didn't really realise that. Well, so the left and the right. Okay, so but basically, if if you're an, if you have an extreme view, yes, then on, on 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 either side, then then they hate the Jews. Yeah. Um. So it's you know on on on. I mean, the, the right don't really like them because of their you know they, they, they don't like them because they're they're different um, mm. and it's the left don't like them because they're successful you know it's like they're, yeah. they're just they're just hated by everybody um, 
So it's yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, obviously, people talk about the Nazis being national socialists. Yeah. Um, and they, obviously, they were socialists that, that that hated Jews, and now you've got your kind of modern day socialists who hate the Jews. Um, I mean, if you look at the Nazis' policies, they were more right than left, and that they were kind of paternalistic. In terms of statism, yeah, yeah regu- regulatory and cartels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there, but there were still at the same time the far left socialists in Britain were anti-Semites. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that Jews have everybody against them. Um, I just, I just can't believe that it's even a topic of conversation, though. Uh, that, that's the other take home of the last four well, years. It's, it's not, it's not that long ago. You know, World War Two isn't that long ago. You well, know, it's, but, it's, but Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell. And Diane Abbott and, and all of the rest of them, at least of, of that age group, they literally and actually, and whatever other ways you want to put, put it, campaigned for the other side in the Cold War. I mean, what, what do you say to that? <laughs> and just, just the way... That we can they... all agree on the right side of the Cold War, can't we? And just the, um, just the way that they talk about you know, Zionists and Zionism. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's... it's, it's but again, we're, right now, we are, we are falling into exactly the same trap, aren't we, of this, and it, I, I suppose I say falling into the same trap, it, it has to be top of the pile, doesn't it? Of course, of course. <laughs> Which is why everyone's saying it. We're not going for the economic argument, because it actually, it makes you look heartless, doesn't it? If you well, yeah. just go for the economic argument. And and you know so that's why it's done. You know my my wife's Jewish, so perhaps it affects you know perhaps I notice it more than yeah. other people. Yeah. But you know I don't think it's just me. Uh, no, no, I, I, I it astounds me, um, and I I think that the anti-Semitism, and um, I, I don't know how else to put it other than terrorist loving. It, it, it being on the side of of always on the side of the enemy of of Britain. Um, I mean, you, you, the, the, the it's not the, just once or twice. It's consistently ever well, every the, the, single conflict. The, the, the scripple poisonings and all this kind of stuff, and uh, you know, being on the being on the side of Russia in those situations. I just, it's mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. That, as you say, a third of the country, at least when asked in a poll, right now, say, yeah, that's all right. And as politicians like to tell us, the only poll that matters. Is tomorrow. It's it's general election day tomorrow. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be today. Um, we'll see what happens. On on that cheery note, and we'll be there to uh, give our say afterwards. So uh, thank you for. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at your laptop. I know because we put that there and the camera's there. Yeah, and normally so, the camera's right under sorry. it. Sorry, um, we didn't even announce. Welcome to Sounding Board, uh, and you can... Uh, I announced it. Are you sure you said that bit? Yes. Thank you for listening and watching Sounding Board. Um, please, please share if you like us, um, and even if you don't, um, give us a rating. We're on YouTube if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast, and, uh, and vice if, versa. If you're watching, we're on iTunes, and whatever the Google one is, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, and we think most of the, most of the big ones, so... Yep. Thank you very much. That, See you next time. To unlock your phone.